In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WABA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WABA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WABA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, listen to this one. I'll bet you've heard this. Psalm 100, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. Hey, if you've been around D.C. for very long at all, you've probably seen it or heard it. It's that big tent on the mall that never takes a break. Hallelujah, by the way. David's tent recently recently celebrated 2,000 days of continuous 24-7 worship and prayer. Why do they do it, man? Well, it's pretty simple. Jesus. David's tent is a continuous love song to Jesus. Wow, I just love that, man. Hey, here to get us started, my good buddy, my friend, to introduce our guest for the day, co-host with me of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Dude, we're back. Yeah, you know, as you were doing the introduction, I just had this sort of flashback in my own mind when I was heading into the city. So I, I live out in a suburb and a lot of us, you know, head into the city for yes, work yes. or whether it's for an engagement or maybe just, you know, looking at all the wonderful sites in the city and being yes. a tourist or bringing other people in town around as a tourist. And I still remember this first time I was walking around the area. And, you know, if you've been in D.C., you can see a lot of strange things. Let's just be honest <laughs> about that. Right. And I saw this tent and I was like, that seems out of place. <laughs> and that was my first introduction to David's tent. Yeah, I hear yeah. music coming out of out of that. And so me, like maybe thousands upon thousands of other people throughout this region, maybe some of them listening right now, that was their yes, first introduction. Yes. They just hear a tent and they hear music coming out of it and they wonder, huh? Well, we have uh, the founder of Jason's, uh, Jason's tent, David's tent, <laughs> Jason Hersey. Uh, it's not Jason's tent. He, I wish you could see him laughing at me right now. It would be phenomenal. So thanks for the grace. I'm glad that uh, was you, buddy. That's yeah. yours for today, man. <laughs> thanks for the grace and getting that wrong. But the founder uh, of David's tent and the heart behind it, who have brought this to our city, to the National Mall, 2,000 days now in continuous 24-7 intercession, intercession on behalf of our country in that way. And his name is not David. It is Jason, (laughs) Jason Hersey. He and his wife, Kimberly, moved to D.C. in 2005, and they moved to D.C. to fulfill a call to intercede on behalf of the United States. And since then, a lot of change in their life, Uh, not the least of they've been blessed with five children but God has also, in that time, used them in, in so many ways to pioneer YWAM, which is Youth of the Mission here in Washington, D.C., Washington House of Prayer, and, of course, what we're talking about right now, David's Tent here in D.C. So welcome back to the show, Jason. 
Uh, we appreciate we've had you in before to talk, but uh, it, it's a good time again to sit here and to talk and to give God praise about the opportunity to intercede down there on the National Mall. Yeah, Brian, it's so good to be with you again. And we are rejoicing at the faithfulness of God. You know, all things are from him and all things are to him. Amen. That's right. And so even though David's tent is to him, it's also an expression of his mercy and his grace to our city of D.C., an expression of his mercy and grace to our country. And so mm-hmm. we are celebrating 2000 days of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. because it's, mm-hmm. it's the Lord that puts the watchman on the walls. That's right. And that day yes. and night, we will not be silent day and night. We will continue to praise. It's, it's he that mobilizes the hearts of people to bring such an offering. Yeah. And so, I mean, day in and day out, we wonder how does this happen other than, the Lord stirring the heart of the remnants of the people of God in this region and from around our country to keep the song going, the worship, the intercession going day and night. It really Mm -hmm. is miraculous. And what I mean by that is you don't just do this without the hand of God Mm -hmm. really strengthening it and, and, and bringing his uh, miraculous power to the table. That's right. You know, there may be people right now listening on the radio or later on and got handed this podcast and like, oh, that's what that tent was that I saw when I went in town. And they just sort of have this moment like, oh, that is such a wonderful thing. And they're excited about it. And it is a tent down there when there's 24 seven, just like we said, there's worship and there is prayer going on in that place in the seat of power of our country, but understanding that true power lies with God. It's such a powerful thing. And and to think about that as a 24 seven calling, it could be something like, wow, how could something that like that powerful and that big, you know, to do that 24 seven be planted in the hearts of, of someone. How did this get started in your life in the call to do this? That's a very long story, but I'll make it short. I was in youth with a mission with YWAM. Mm-hmm. And uh, right after I got married and my wife and I were married, God began to call us to two things at the same time. Um, one was 24 seven worship and prayer. And then the second thing he called us to was the city of Washington, DC. So at that mm-hmm. point we were living in Texas. God called us to the city. We moved uh, our, our uh, just our marriage. Our, we didn't have any kids at that point. We moved here. And over the years here praying, I would go to every prayer meeting in the city I could get my hands on, really. I, would, I was a, a, a musician. I could play guitar and sing. And so I would often lead worship. Um, but over time, the story of the Tabernacle of David in Scripture just really resounded out of the book of Chronicles, where this king, King David, the same guy that killed Goliath as a child, when he became king in Jerusalem, he put up a tent in his capital city. And it says in Chronicles, he hired 4,000 musicians. Mm. I'm not sure if our minds can even comprehend the number 4,000, but think about the size of your high school, then multiply it by a couple, and you'll get to like 4,000 musicians and 288 singers that he employed day and night to continuously be ministering to the heart of the Lord. And I thought, man, if that's what King David did in his capital city, why don't we do this in in America in our capital city. And from there, honestly, as we began to pursue the National Park Service to get a permit for the first tent, the first year we just did it for 40 days in the fall. It was just like God just breathed on it. And every step of the way, like he would keep, it was like there was a wind at our backs just pushing Mm, us forward. And eventually it went 365. And here we are now 
2000 days continuous. Yeah. And that was, that was March 3rd, 2021. And, and if you've ever been inside of David's tent, you know that it is a constant at some level celebration of the greatness of God. But was, I imagine maybe March 3rd in that 2000 day, um, to use a cooking show analogy, kicked it up a notch, so to speak. How did you guys celebrate? Yeah, you know, I think the whole day on that March 3rd, as we kept coming to the tent, um, you know, we, we sort of, we count days more than years because it says in scripture that uh, to like teach me to number, number my days so that mm-hmm. I might gain a, a heart of wisdom. Right. And so like the thousand days, it's also the scripture. It talks about like better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. But I think more than anything that I was reflecting on in the 2000th day is uh, to, to steal one from Jeff Bezos of Amazon. It's always day one at David's tent. Mm. <laughs> like every day we wake up, it's, it's the praise and the worship of today. And so there was this sort of this thing on, on the 2000th day of like, yeah, we celebrate 2000 days and that's a mile marker to celebrate. And at the same time, we, we just give God today's offering, mm-hmm. which is, is our hearts fully on the altar another day. And mm-hmm. so I, I feel like, Amen. you know, 2000 days of David's tent, um, you know, one of the great keys to perseverance is that you, you never really count how long you've been doing something. You just get up that day and you live that day for the glory of God. And it doesn't matter if you've been doing it 2000 days or, or 15 years. It's today is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. And I think as we go forward for David's 10 in the future, it's we want to have the same posture in our hearts as we did the very first day we kicked off mm-hmm. in 2015. It's now, great. for those people who are already their soul, they're like, all right, I'm going to make a trip into the city if I don't already into the city or I'm going to already in the city. But I'm going to go down to the mall in that area. Give us some specific location where you can find it, because David's tent, you know, because of the park service and other opportunities over time. It's it's kind of been a little bit uh, like the tabernacle in, in the Old Testament, pre the temple, right? That the tabernacle moved from time to time. It did move from time to time. And during the inauguration season. Um, and with January 6th and everything that happened here in the capital city, um, David Stent moved three times within three weeks, oh which is goodness. backbreaking work for some of us. And it just it's a lot of effort, a lot of finances to make those moves. Um, a lot of that time we were moving um, during the sort of the military takeover of downtown D.C., we were moving the tent within the perimeter of either the, the Secret Service or the National Guard or the Metropolitan Police Department. So we were working with these different security agencies and the Lord gave us a verse in the midst of all of that. You know, when you get a verse that you can just hang on to. And yeah. the verse was Psalms 31, 21. Jesus quotes this Psalm from the cross when he says into, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Psalms 31, 21. You have shown me your loving kindness in a city that's under siege. Mm. And during that time, (laughs) we just held on to that verse. It just felt like D.C. was under siege. And yet the presence of the Holy Spirit that was inside David's tent, we would just I was crying in that season under just the power of God. And like his his presence was so close to us as felt like everything was crazy. But we did eventually David's tent has landed back to really our most consistent place which is at the corner of 7th Street and Madison Drive, Northwest, yeah. um, right on the mall at seven blocks west 
of the Capitol building and seven blocks east of the Washington Monument, really close mm-hmm. to the Smithsonian Castle, dead center on the mall. Yeah. And, and I encourage people to, to go and to visit, but I also encourage people because sometimes people get a hold of this podcast about, hey, David's tent or something else. And it's months after we've done the show. So because of the mobility of David's tent, we encourage you before you go downtown to look forward to that address, which we hope it's there. Go to davidstentdc.org. That's www.davidstentdc.org. And that will confirm when you're listening to this exactly the location. But I can guarantee you, no matter the location on the mall, the goal will still be the same. Prayer and intercession and praise to God is going on. Now, you've, you've mentioned, obviously, the obstacle of having to be mobile. Uh, in in very quick ways, sometimes even three times you mentioned within a short period of time. What are some of the, some of the other obstacles that you encounter with making this offering? You know, I would say that the primary obstacle, um, which all of those in the Washington D.C. region um, can identify, this probably is just the busyness of mankind. Mm. Yeah. We run in a city that is so busy with the traffic, all these things. So sort of the point of David's Tent is not just for a small group of us from YWAM to do David's Tent, but the point of it is, is that local churches, worship teams from both this region and around the United States would be signing up to take their turn and their watch at David's Tent. And so the mobilization of it is always the greatest challenge. And oftentimes, you know, maybe there'll be a church, you know, in the past year would be, you know, I'll get that last minute phone call of, Hey, a couple of our worship team just got COVID. They, we can't come as a whole team because we just related together two weeks or two days ago. We were all interacting mm-hmm. together at worship team practice, so we can't come. And so last minute, I'm sort of scrambling to find, okay, God, who do you have to fill this gap? Because you're the one that places watchmen on the walls. But then, you know, as I'm contacting people, oftentimes, you know, our schedules are busy. Uh, you know, the traffic, the parking of it just sometimes can make it seem so daunting. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. pick up and, and quickly respond to David's tent in the midst of a city like that. So it's, it always comes down to mobilization. That's the greatest challenge is just, just getting the people from their homes, from their, their normal jobs and beings to David's tent. Once they get there, it's like the glory of God takes over. Yeah, The hands just go up, the voices start singing and, it's like there's so many people in the D.C. region that love God with all their heart. And yeah. once they get to David's dead, it just it just comes out. And so it's just it's just beautiful. And you know what, some- Jason, you know what, Jason, my brother, here, here's what I think would help you. Can I give you a little advice? <laughs> you, you just here's what I think would help, man. You just don't have enough excitement and passion for it. If you would just get more excited and passionate, people would. Okay, that was a joke, folks. I love this man, by the yeah. way. He is fantastic, and he's so passionate. I love this guy. So that was yeah. a joke, but thank you, man. we got to have somebody like you and doing I, this. I love how you brought some real practicality to the answer, Jason, about busyness, Amen. you know, and, and even Amen. just obstacles. I heard someone joke one time that one of the greatest obstacles to their sanctification living in the city is parking in traffic. Uh, and, uh, I always thought that was funny, but probably pretty realistic. It is one of the reasons why many of us avoid going into the city, but every time that we have in go there, you know, that, man, we see the spirit work and how have you seen the spirit work through David's 10 in this prayer ministry? You know, I'll share just a couple, uh, quick testimonies for just recently. I had someone come to me and say, Hey, I want you to know that I led my 
my future son-in-law, I led him to the Lord just outside oh, wow. of Nate's tent Ooh, a couple wow. years ago. Praise God. And that, you know, that was a local testimony. Uh, someone else just this past week said, hey, I was praying about sensing a call to actually move to Washington, D.C. as a full-time, as, not just for a job, but as a sense of like a sense of calling as, you know, mm-hmm. to plant a church in this region. And he said he came to, to D.C. sort of on an exploratory trip. And he said, I stumbled by David's tent on the mall and I just stuck my head in, not knowing what it was. And he said, as I sat there in David's tent, God confirmed to me, no, I am supposed to move here. Wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just, God just meets people over and over and over again in the tabernacle of his presence. Uh, I remember January 6th, the day of the big march, uh, just a couple blocks away, the Capitol was being like overrun. And Meanwhile, David's tent was packed full of people and there was several waves of the Holy Spirit where everybody just started shouting and glorifying God. And people were coming up to me at the back with tears streaming down their face saying, I came here for a march. But now I know I came here because I needed to meet with God. Yeah. And this this is what God had for me today. And they actually kind of vacated the march to spend time in David's tent in, in the presence of the Lord. And I don't know how countless people that day, just tears streaming down their face. There's nothing like a touch from the Lord. There's mm-hmm. so many stories I'm mm-hmm. sure you can tell. And I've heard some of them come from you and from uh, mutual friends of ours about David's tent, that, that people think they're stumbling across David's tent and it is part of God's plan that they're coming <laughs> there. They just don't right. know it yet. Yes, yes, They think they're yes. there for one reason, but God has something completely different. And so if you've been to David's tent, you might know this, but I think it'd be really easy to kind of get sort of a preconceived idea of, you know, what it's like in the tent. It's not just people gathering in the tent, speaking and praising God in English. There's so much more uh, broad concept of what this looks like because God is, you know, uh, the God of all languages. That's right. We have worship teams that come that will sing in Spanish. Uh, We have a Chinese church that comes on a regular basis. And uh, one of our staff members, he's full-time, but he's from India. So oftentimes he's singing in his native tongue. And another one of our staff members is Bengali. Uh-huh. So he's oh, singing wow. in his native oh. tongue. And we have another staff member from Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. And so just, just being part of Youth with a Mission and this international missions agency with us sort of at our backs, it really helps to pull from the nations. And honestly, we want that because mm-hmm. uh, the reality is, is we're, uh, we're not just praying for the revival of America alone. We are saying kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven and let this nation that we're in fulfill our portion of the plan. But we look so forward to that day when all the tribes and tongues are gathered together around the throne of the lamb. And we just want to see David's tent be as much of an expression of his throne, heaven on earth as we possibly can get. You know, something interesting too, for those of us who may be limited in our language beyond English, I know like sort of a second language, but certainly am not fluid in another one. We might come in and think, oh, we can't engage in this because we don't necessarily know this particular language, but it's a reminder that actually we're not singing to us. We're singing to God and he knows all yes. the languages. He created yes. all the languages, you know, and, and it's a good example again of that, of that cacophony of worship and interceding on behalf uh, of of our country to God in that way. Now, I know this might sound like a small little question, but 
Uh, any of us who have ever been here in D.C., we know that the weather can kind of come out of nowhere. And you've been doing this 24-7. What do you do at David's Tent when all of a sudden, you know, there's the you know tornado warning or there's a big storm? Or this isn't a big weather deal, but if people could see my face right now, they know that I'm fighting the allergy fight and losing. Uh, you know, how do you, you guys are flexible <laughs> that way? Yeah, we, the tent is heated in the, in the winter. And in the summer, we have some fans in there. It does yeah. get hot in the summer, but it's still shaded obviously mm-hmm. in the tent and with some fans to circulate the air during the day, it's bearable. Yeah. Um, so the only thing that really sinks us is if it's really, really, really windy. Yeah. And so if there's a forecast, our tent is rated up to like, I think 75 mile, miles per hour, the engineering mm-hmm. report on it. And so if there's, would be like a hurricane or a tornado, something that would be forecast, we would mm-hmm. have to vacate the tent. We did it one time. We vacated the tent. There, there was a snowstorm called Jonas back in the winter of 2016 yes. and we actually took the song inside uh to a prayer room um, on capitol hill called the american center for prayer and revival yeah um, the, our community also runs that prayer room too and so we just moved the sound the song the vigil into that prayer room for that time so we do keep an eye on the weather uh but typically we're okay unless it's something really catastrophic dealing with wind yeah. Well, you know, I was going to crack a joke about Jonas Brothers after you said Jonas ruining lots of things, but I think I'll just let that stand uh, in that way. Uh, so, hey, let's talk about in the last couple of minutes together. What are some events that you're looking forward to coming up at, at David's Tent? Yeah, you know, I think uh, this, first of all, you just need to know that David's Tent is such an expression of unity in this city. Like events, we got Grace Capital City that comes every Monday night. We have every Thursday night an Ethiopian group of youth called Awaken. Do David's Town every Thursday night. Resting Place, it's a church that meets every Friday night. And then Justice House of Prayer takes late night, midnight into early morning Saturday every week. Uh, Antioch Church takes every Sunday morning at David's Tent. And Church of the Holy Spirit takes every Sunday night. So that's a regular cadence. And so... Um, would love to see more churches take a, a regular watch at David's tent, whether it's weekly or monthly. Another church, mm-hmm. the gate takes uh, a, a Saturday night mm-hmm. once a month. And so we'd love to see more churches in the region take their spots. Um, I'm looking forward to this fall for Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Uh, the, the Mohawk people, uh, First Nations in northern new york into canada they're making a big first nations drum that they're going to be uh commissioning at david's tent um to remain at david's tent into the future so we're going to be commissioning a daily one hour watch uh for that drum to be praying for healing you know lord heal our land if my people will humble themselves pray seek my face i will hear from heaven forgive their sins heal their land we're going to be praying with that drum uh, for the healing of the land into the future. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's September uh, 16 and 17 this fall, sort of to kick off the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah, and in the last minute or so, it would be the best way if people or churches or individuals right now are hearing this or inspired and like, I just don't want to come and visit. I want to come and to be a part, maybe take a regular uh, session or routine in the tent there. Would the best way for them to get a hold of you is go to the website, www.davidstentdc.org. Go to the website. There's information on there to email us. And whether it's a church coming as a group or an individual that you just want to volunteer at the tent once a week or a couple of times a month, um, we are all the time looking, saying, God, bring us the watchmen that have this heart um, that never underestimate the power of persistent prayer 
and want to keep that fragrance of worship and prayer on the altar day and night. So we need you. This is for you, not just for us that are staffing it full time. Uh, please go to the website and let's get you plugged in. Amen. Another great, time again, Dennis, great, where great, I feel great, like great, I great. wish people could see the joy and excitement on the face that we have an opportunity Amen. to let them Amen. hear on the radio. It's fantastic. Hey, Jason, brother, God bless you, man. Thank you for being with us, folks. You heard it. If you want more information, go to davidstentdc.org. That's davidstentdc.org. You can also go to goodnewsforthecity.com. Hear this on podcast if you want to listen again. You can always give me a call at the radio station, 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. Thank you for being with us. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, folks, see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.